time to take the next step with Looney Libis. This week I'm in Lalongwe, Malawi with Victor Muhango. I'm the founder and executive chairman of Soweto Enterprises. And Baiton Simwera, the co-founder and chief operations officer, Zueto Enterprises Limited. These two people are co-founders of one of the companies that came through my Fledge Accelerator a few years back. Yeah. Uh, and I happened to be in Africa and stopped by their neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so while we're here, we might as well talk about what it's like, not at the earliest stage of startups, not at the idea stage, but at the growth stage. So tell us how your company got to this point. Thank you very much, Roni. So Zueto Enterprises uh, started its first shop in February of 2016, and it was that same year that we got into Fledge 7, is it? Yeah. Yeah, Fledge 7. We, we were operating three shops then, and then uh, within the, the same 2016, we were able to expand our operations, and after Fledge, we opened another smaller shop in Lilongwe. But in 2017, we were able to acquire another business that was also trading in veterinary services. With the support of Fledge, we were able to raise uh, investment that we were able to finance that acquisition. So from that acquisition, we grew from revenues of $30,000 in 2016 to 250 in 2017, and then 400000 in 2018. Wow. So that's a rather fast growth spurt. So that's an 8x growth in revenue in two years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we took a shortcut to get there, right? <laughs> we did, right? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is totally fine, right? There's, there's not, nothing against the rules of taking shortcuts in startups. <laughs> yeah. And in yeah. this case, the shortcut was we bought another company. Yeah. yeah. And it's, strangely enough, we bought a company that was way bigger than our company. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it happens, right? Uh, mergers happen, acquisitions happen, you know, new partnerships happen. And in this case, there was an opportunity to buy the distributor that was providing like 80% of the products in the stores. Yes, yes. And the owner didn't want to do that anymore. He wanted to leave the country. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we grabbed it. Yes. And so now we're the distributor. Yeah. yeah. And so you used to run, a, for two years you ran a little tiny network of small stores. Yeah. Distributed around a country. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're running a much larger network. Yeah. With like eight stores. Yes. Distributed around the country. Even even more distributed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what's the difference in challenges that you used to face when you were small and that now you're facing now that you're much bigger? So the challenges at first when we were running these uh, small shops, they were just, uh, we, we didn't have a reliable source of uh, the vet suppliers. And again, management of the staff was just simple and not, not as complicated. But as we started growing, and now with all these shops that we have, we are also trying to balance because now we have so many uh, manufacturers running to us to say, can you be our distributors of these products? So we have to choose and see which ones are of high quality and which ones are going to make us uh, like uh, our name stand out amongst the rest that are doing it. And apart from that, the other, the, the, the other challenge, which I would say has been solved by Fledge, has been now to, to source uh, financing to enable us to grow even further. Okay, so when it was a small set of stores, the biggest challenge was having the stock on the shelf, mm-hmm. yeah. right, and, and finding it somewhere in country, because yeah. you didn't have any money to go find it outside uh-huh. the country. Yeah. Now that you're the distributor, now your challenge is you're the source, you're the warehouse of mm-hmm. all this material in, yeah. the, in the whole country mm-hmm. yes. for all the other 100, 200, 300 yeah. stores that exist, or, yeah. or so thousand the, stores that exist. Yeah. 
And you also told me this story yesterday when you opened the big store in Lalongwe, which is the capital. What what was already on that street, and how did they feel about it? Yeah, so <laughs> that's a, an interesting story. So when we opened uh, the shop in Malangalanga, uh, which is a busy street within Lilonga city, there were already some smaller veterinary shops operating on that street. So when we came in, in the center, because we have distribution contracts with uh, Keplo, and then we acquired another distributor from Holland called Interchem, and then Hester Biosciences from India. That meant we could bring, we could we could be more efficient mm-hmm. in our in bringing more in products into the country. That made our cost to be more competitive. And when we offered the price uh, to customers, our friends along that street were not uh, very happy with yeah, us. Yeah, because you were three. So <laughs> what did you say? You were one third their price. Yes, mm-hmm. they were. They were yeah. it's on some products. They were charging like two times or three times our our prices. So they called me to a meeting, and I went into a room with about. I found 17 uh, angry faces. Yeah, on that street. Yeah. And um, so they, they said, you guys have come to kill our businesses. Yeah. So I said to them, no, um, we didn't come here to kill your business. First of all, Zueto Enterprises is here to raise the value of livestock. So we want to support smallholder farmers to have access to quality and affordable veterinary products. So what we're bringing is to add value to, to that, that mission. And at the same time, we're looking at you guys as our customers. And you should look us as, at us as your, your wholesalers. So there's value in us working together. We should, work, we should look at each other as partners. We bring the products in back, you buy from us, and then you, you sell yeah. in your shops. So, 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 so we kind of, not only did yeah. the company get eight times bigger, but it somewhat pivoted, right? Because it was basically a set of retail stores yeah, it, before yeah, sure. with a little bit of outsellers. Yeah. You know, we still have this model where local vets can come and pick up a bunch of products and go out to the farms and sell. Yeah. But here in the big cities, there's there's three cities in Malawi and we have stores now in all three cities. Yeah. We're the wholesalers for the other stores. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? We're, the, we're the distributor, right? That's the term. Yeah. We have the, ex- and I'm using we here because I'm an investor. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, we have the so. exclusive <laughs> right to import products from these three companies so far. Yeah. And so when those stores would like a, uh, a Kempro product, they have to come to our store to get yeah. it. Yes. Um, and they have to come to, at the moment, the front door, just like the retail customers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. although they're buying a lot more than one item. Yeah. Okay. And so this is an interesting transition, right? So now that you're big and established, life is easy, right? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> that, that uh, as you were asking earlier, on, that brings on a, a set of new challenges. It's an opportunity that we, we have been able to grow so fast in, in three years, which is good uh, because our ambition is to spread across Malawi. We want to be in every corner of Malawi, have a, a, a shop in every district. But what, what that opportunity has brought is that now we need to keep the inventory coming in consistently. So that means yes. we need to have adequate cash flow. Now we have financial problems. Yes. Right? <laughs> Whereas before we had little financial problems. Yeah. Now we have real financial problems. Yeah, exactly. And let's, so that's a good transition because yeah. we're in Malawi. Yes. Uh, and so for those of you who have no idea where we are in the world, just pull up your map of Africa, find Madagascar because it's kind of um, obvious. <laughs> uh, hang a left. Uh, yeah. Go inland because we're in a landlocked country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just below Tanzania, just to the right of Zambia, oh, Zimbabwe. South Africa. And South Africa and go north. Africa, but, yeah. um, 
But if you're looking for it on the um, on the map of economies of the world, mm -hmm. the, my favorite map of economies is by by per capita GDP. So what's the average income of the of the average person in the country? Uh, you will find Malawi at the at the near the bottom. It's usually second from the bottom. Yeah. You know, just be clear what that means. This is the second poorest country on the planet. Yeah. Which means when we have financial problems, when we're talking about importing from the developed world, importing from the Netherlands, even yeah. importing from India, from India yeah. that's a problem because there's not a lot of dollars floating around. There's enough, right? There's 11 million people. There's enough money here. There's billions of dollars being spent here. But importing is a problem because it's dollars, yeah. right? And financing is a problem because this isn't, this isn't Nairobi. This isn't the hotspot of, of, yeah. uh, of investing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So what are we doing to fix that? So what we are doing now is uh, we have shown with the previous investments that we have done with Fredge that it's possible to do business here in Malawi and grow your, your enterprise. And the way we are framing Zweto is we want to showcase it as one of the best businesses when, when it comes to offering services to smallholder farmers. So we are in the process of building a, a business that works. So what we are doing is we are attracting new investors so that we can plow in the dollars and then make sure that those dollars actually bring some return on investments and help grow the business. So that's what we're working on at the moment. Okay, great. Yeah. And that's really what everybody does around the world, right? Just because we're mm. in a poor country doesn't mean you can't do business here. Yeah, because there is a, being in a poor country, Malawi is 85% of the population are smallholder farmers. Farmers need inputs. They do livestock, they need to take care of their livestock. The, we look at those uh, farmers, not as poor people, but as our customers. So there's uh, 18 million people in Malawi, and 85% of those is a potential market for us. Great. Yeah. So it's just a matter of finding the right opportunity for the right spot. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's it. And yeah. this is an opportunity that's just not, this is a, yeah. a need that's not being served in this country. Yeah. We're not being served well in this country. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we're going after it. Yes. So this company is going to be earning millions of dollars a year, yes, uh, millions of dollars in a few years. Yeah, like uh, if we look at, at our financial projections for 2019, we're looking at doing close to $700,000. And by 2020, we're going to be over a million dollars in sales. You know, I won't tell you, the listeners, how little money we invested in this company. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's not, it's, it it's not a million dollars. Yeah. yeah, it's not a million dollars. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. All right. And then uh, yesterday, so mm. as part of my trip, we, uh, we invited a bunch of entrepreneurs into a room yes. uh, to hear the next step, right? To mm. hear a little snippets of the next step. Mm. And so we had in that room about 25 entrepreneurs. Mm. And I've got to tell you, I've done this around the world. It looks and felt just like anywhere else, except they were happened to be from Malawi, but everyone was speaking English and everybody was pitching. Mm -hmm. uh, and we had chickens and biogas and yeah. honey mm -hmm. uh, and fish pads. farming. Mm -hmm. um, what else was in the room? Maturation pads. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Livestock feed. Pest control. Pest control. Yeah. So here's a bunch <laughs> of entrepreneurs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mushroom. Yeah. Mushroom lady, yeah. Um, fruits and vegetables. All that. Yeah. yeah so here's yeah. a bunch of native entrepreneurs, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone in that room was from Malawi. This is kind of uh, another thing that I find important. Mm. Uh, they all grew up here. They all understand the needs of the of the people here. Yeah. Again, 85% of the population are farmers, which basically means that either they grew up on a farm or their parents grew up on a farm. Yes. That's kind of true in this, this whole like area. We, we all grew up in, in, in yeah. the rural areas on a farm. Basically. Yeah, which so, is kind of yeah. why we're sitting here talking yeah. about a company helping farmers. Yes. Yeah. 
because um, we we can relate to it. We or, grew up in the system. Yeah, or and we know what farmers need and. Yeah, or companies yeah. that are growing food because, yeah. you know, of the 18 million people in Malawi, how many eat? <laughs> <laughs> All of them. All of them. Yeah, this, this, this is why I like food businesses yeah. because everybody yeah. eats and, and generally yeah. everybody wants to eat better. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. and you see our business is, we're talking of veterinary services, but at the end of the day is when farmers uh, take care of their animals, that means they'll produce more milk, they'll have more eggs and they'll have more meat. And pe so, people will eat healthier yeah, and, yeah. and, and mm. feel better and be able to do more. Yeah. yeah, sure. yeah. Right, so where do we see Malawi in 2025, 2030? So in 2025, that's uh, about five years from now. Six, but yeah. Six, yeah. five to six <laughs> years from now. Uh, there's a, a growing entrepreneurship ecosystem in Malawi. And from what I see in those years, we'll see a booming economy in Malawi. Malawi will be one of the hotspots for business. Mm. Yeah, we have seen a lot happening in East Africa and a little happening in, in our part of the world. But I'm seeing a shift in that um, a few investors are getting interested in Malawi. And, and if that trend continues, uh, in the next five years, five, six years, we should be seeing a, a growing ecosystem in terms of entrepreneurship. And economically as well, the government is also working very hard to invest in different sectors, including agriculture, so that uh, our farming is more commercially oriented, uh, is market driven and not subsistence as has been the case. So if that trend continues, that means uh, the economic status of a majority of people is going to move up. Uh, that is also going to provide a fertile environment for businesses to thrive in this country. Yeah, so again, I also look at it, say, uh, by 2025, the population will be higher than the current 18 million. So that again creates more demand for more food and uh, that means creating a better environment even for Zueto and other businesses that are in food to even grow further. Yeah. And what we did also say is that um, for, for Zueto Enterprise, if you look at Malawi, Malawi is more of a crop-based agriculture mm -hmm. enterprise and many people grow crops just for food. So we have been experiencing a lot of climate challenges uh, recently, flooding, dry spells and drought. So we need farmers to diversify their uh, enterprises. So if they do crops, they, they have some a, a chicken coop, they have some goats uh, or some pigs. That will help them cushion from any effects or negative effects of climate change. So mm -hmm. Zueto Enterprise as a veterinary service business or a livestock service business, our aim is to raise that value of livestock so we can help farmers take care of their animals and make their livestock more productive, which means they will have more animals in their, on their farm. They can sell some of those animals or eat some of them, and that will help their food security and also improve their economic status as well. So thank you for joining me today. It was thank a you. pleasure speaking with you, Rooney, and we are happy hosting you in Malawi. Until next time.